Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Ann. What are we talking about today? Well, let's revisit metrics. Uh, we did a, a episode about three years ago on the rigor of what to measure and how to do that. Let's revisit it and take a closer look at what the right metrics to capture are today. But first, I know you want to talk about the 1C challenge. Absolutely. I can't believe it's three years since we talked about metrics. That's outrageous. I love Mesa metrics, especially when yeah. they're good and move the company forward. So we'll get to that. But yes, this one seat challenge, by the way, and we're tracking metrics on that right now, and we have a success story on it. So this is good. Here's what the one seat challenge is. We're asking anyone and everyone who speaks publicly, whether you give a speech at a conference, a meetup, a group mentoring inside your office, anywhere in the world, take this one seat challenge. There's a constant lament from companies with consistently poor showings in diversity in their workforce, and it goes something like this. It's a pipeline problem. We can't find people with diverse backgrounds, ages, genders, location, whatever, to fill these jobs. Let's help these companies and the people seeking those jobs to find each other and interact in places that matter. So here's how it works. Very few public speakers are paid to speak. 
Anne and I know this, right? <laughs> Yet, by sharing considerable knowledge in a group forum, you are providing substantial value to the event organizer. Starting now, we're asking that you require payment in kind for your speeches. Every time you speak publicly, ask that one seat be set aside free of charge and filled with a guest who would not ordinarily have access to that event. Who? Well, striving young people from tough neighborhoods where they don't get to attend conferences as part of their high school or community college curriculum. Struggling entrepreneurs of all backgrounds. People deserving of being there, but they have, you know, diversity of age, race, creed, national location, and they are not often invited. Get them to fill the seat. And yes, that includes the cost of the lunch ticket if it's part of the event. So there might be a real expense to the people who are doing this for you. If you speak anywhere, ask that one seat be set aside and that you get to meet that person while you're there. This helps people of all diverse backgrounds to, one, see what's possible, interact with others in the field, to network, and for everybody to become comfortable with each other. Okay, let's see it happen. So let's get on with today's topic. Absolutely, Jillian. I love me some metrics, too. Uh, So... Last time we talked about analytics, we encouraged founders to develop rigor around what metrics they would capture and how they capture them. Specifically, Mm -hmm. everybody in your company needs to collect metrics regularly. Some, we said, require daily or even more frequent tracking. Others, often those for boards of directors, require aggregation and monthly, quarterly, and annual tracking. Who needs what, when, and where deserves your attention to be sure that your teams have the power they require to optimize your success. That's right. We also talked about how to present this data, comparing data sets over time to show what changed, and of course, to identify trends in your business operations. And then you figure out what it will cost to address those emerging trends. So why? Because if you choose the right data sets to collect, you gain invaluable insights into your next strategic moves. You can download that episode at cranberry.fm and all our other shows, of course, for free. We'll be sure to put a link to the archive on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Head over, hit the like button so we know you're out there and tell us what you'd like to hear at, out, at uh, CEO coach. Uh, in the meantime, though, um, we want to be able to focus on that and then get deeper into the conversation. Yes, I sure hope we converted listeners into true believers last time, but it was really just the start, wasn't it, of injecting rigor into how do you manage your startup. There is so much more, the finer points of metric that can make or break your success. For example, which factors of your data really matter? Let's talk about what you want to track. Sure, they're broad strokes like numbers of customers, sales, visitors, time on site, and what have you. But are they telling you what you need to know to drive your company forward? We found an article on a first round review um, from Lloyd Tab, who's the founder of analytics platform Looker. And indeed, he identified two kinds of metrics, clarity metrics and vanity metrics. We'll put the link to his interview on our Facebook page, too. Tab explains that vanity metrics help make the case that you have a business concept your market responds to, whereas clarity metrics track the data that actually helps you grow your business. So 
We'll unpack what that means, Jillian. But first, mm-hmm. you know what? We have to take a break for our sponsors. After the break, we'll let's talk more about clarity metrics and what those mean to your startup. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach. Only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about the metrics you track for clarity rather than vanity. In other words, while some sets of data may make you and potential investors feel good, as well as build brand awareness, the more useful metrics track activities that drive your business. So, Jillian, here's how Lloyd Tabb described it. Now, he he founded an analytics platform called Looker, which deals with big data sets. And I'm going to quote because I wanted to get his words into get it in his words. Vanity metrics are surface level metrics. They're often large measures like numbers of downloads that impress others. Use them to initiate partnerships and gain a following. So to paraphrase, it's not bad. They just have a limited use. Clarity metrics, he says, are operational metrics like the number of minutes a day your product actually gets used or how long it took for a user to get service. These are the hidden gears, he says, that drive growth. So you can use them to solidify your competitive advantage. He further cautions that confusing the two can spell disaster for your company. Companies can get so enamored with vanity metrics that they fail to build a viable business strategy. Uh, We've never seen that happen, have we, Jillian? Oh, yeah, except again and again and again. (laughs) Yeah, and again and again and again. Yeah, he recommends seeking proximity.
proxies, which I thought was an interesting way to look at it, that better predict behavior over time so you can make better business decisions that drive real growth. Yes. So here we should add business decisions that drive revenue. Right. Rising revenue is a key indicator of growth, unless, of course, your costs are rising faster, which is why you need to track those too. Looking deeper into metrics that bring clarity about your business performance means finding those proxies tab talks about to identify predictive behavior. An example that he gave was in a car sharing business. The number of riders per month would be the vanity metric. On the other hand, zeroing in on the first act of service, in this case, tracking pickup times, will tell you two things. One, if your service is improving, i.e. the number of minutes riders have to wait for a car decreases. And two, whether customers will use your service again, because if they have to wait a long time, they're not going to use it again. That's how Clarity Metrics can predict your business activity and alert you to what adjustments you need to make. Another clear example of the difference in value of your data sets is measuring the success of ads. You know, simply counting clicks is not enough. What did your visitors do next? Did they depart or convert? You know, volumes have been written about attribution and conversion metrics for years. The effort, as our friend Avinash Kaushak at Google says, is to be less wrong. Yeah, I think um, Tab also counsels us to organize your data and to make it truly informative comparison and avoid silos. Siloed data will disguise real metrics, he said. Event streams arranged by time will show you how customers actually move through your product, while separate transactional tables will not. If you look for clusters of actions, right, and inaction by your customers, you'll be able to see trouble spots that are slowing your business. Similarly, in a software company or SaaS, right, the clarity metric is how many minutes a customer actively engages, while the vanity metric is the gross number of downloads. Trends in how much customers are using your platform will show you where you need to improve. Um, I, I like this clarity, and between the uh, kinds of metrics that will help you improve your business and the kinds of metrics that tell others whether or not your business is actually improved, right? Again, that number of people who have downloaded this app or this you know, software, whatever, and so on, is really good for going to raise capital, for example, right? Or even other consumers, you know, 100 million people trust us to do X, Y, and Z, right? But you can't get to those numbers that are impressive to either investors, advisors, uh, you know, consumers or whatever, if you aren't tracking the kinds of metrics that make your business good enough that they increase in value. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. Well, well um, in an e-commerce company, that kind of a clarity metric would be how often customers return to buy, rather than how much they buy. Although, mm -hmm. of course, the revenue is important. Um, you know, Amazon has the uh, free two-day shipping for Prime customers, and that I'm one, that brings me back for more. And That's these, right. the stats are kind of astonishing. Prime customers spend more than twice as much on average per year. Right. That essentially. Right. So you're doing two things. It says how, you know, how many highly engaged users do we have? And Amazon can say, well, all of our prime users are our highly engaged users. The fact that they're highly engaged and the fact that they do spend more and the fact that they do come back more frequently is nice. 
why they came back more frequently is the one you want to track. When we added free two-day shipping, this happened. When we added two-hour shipping, that happened, right? That's what you want to uh, look at the differences for. So this brings us around to failure rates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting concept. This is where you need to measure how many times your company fails to deliver on your value proposition. Uh, Ah. And this is different for each department in your company. If you think about it, every function has a different value proposition within a company and it needs to be measured by every department appropriately because then you'll know where the cracks are before they become really big fractures. Mm -hmm. I think you also want to measure this thing called poison. These are the customers who had such bad experiences that they won't return, and often they will complain very publicly about it as well. So sure, it's not much fun to measure, but if such unhappy customers are active on social media, they can influence an awful lot of others to avoid your brand. So Data fluency is not just for tech anymore, says Tab, adding that every department needs to uh, measure performance by customer engagement, and every department needs that rigor. And this is where I wanted to kind of get into a a greater depth, and than we got into last time, um, about gathering this stuff. It's not only what you gather and getting real clarity. Again, is it a vanity metric, which has its uses, right, and tells you kind of what happened because we did stuff in our business, and then the business metrics, the clarity metrics, which help you get your business in order so that the vanity metrics look better and better over time. But it's also about getting each department to understand what they should track on both levels and how they should report it to each other. We find far often, uh, far too often that early stage companies don't set in place this rigor of sharing the metrics as well as collecting it. So once you get the collection, take a look at the sharing. It's uh, often that people think at the most senior level, well, only we need to know this and only that guy needs to know that. You would be amazed at the amount of value that you can drive in your business simply by sharing more of it. You do not want to inundate everybody in your business with everything all the time. Um, at Moz, years ago, we instituted things that were just uh, very large video screens, uh, you know, nominally television screens. And we would pop them up in every department, and the department would keep a running uh, tab of what was going on. If you walked through the engineering department, um, you would see that there was a, a screen that told you the uptime, the last time the site had gone down, how many minutes since. It was very much like a construction zone, you know, so many days since the last accident. Um, It would tell you the speed of streaming, the number of people on site at that moment, uh, the number of minutes the people had been on site at that moment, and they had it down to the person, but up on the screen they had already aggregated to say the average number of minutes on our apps today collectively is X. And sometimes the screen would change and you would actually be able to see the number of minutes for every tool set on that day. Now, they were deeply engaged with that inside engineering and they could just look up and take a look at it and get it. But if you happen to be walking by for marketing and you could look at it as well, right? Or you can go through our system and get it in your own screen and so on and so forth, right? It just said that the metrics were out there all the time. 
We didn't have happy faces, hello to the engineering department. We had stats coming out of it. Same thing with marketing, same thing with other departments, customer service, and so on. When you are focused on it that deeply and everybody has access to it, you'd be amazed at what marketing can do by understanding how many people are using a specific tool set. That would say to me in marketing, for example, oh, look, that's the tool that everybody's using now. I think my next uh, you know, tweet or, or Facebook post or who knows what in social media will say something about the uptick in the volume of people who are finding value in that tool. And if you haven't tried it, you know, find out what 827 people found out this morning. Isn't that useful and easily accessible? And powerful. So very powerful. Right. Uh, And that's like, if you will, the minimal amount of value to it. What it really can tell the marketing department, for example, is if this thing is constantly being used, what does it have that the others don't? They can dig into that and then they can figure out whether or not they can say, if you loved this, you'll love that because it can help them to draw out the elements of tool number one versus tool number two in order to increase the volume of traffic to tool number two. And if that doesn't work, maybe it wasn't just expressing it. Maybe it is something to do with the tool itself and its value value to the customer base, right? That's the kind of things that you need to know up in the boardroom. Do we continue with tool number two or not? And speaking of all the way up to the board meetings and the boardroom, we should talk a little bit, Anne, about the differences uh, between that kind of daily or more than daily uh, tracked data and the kinds of aggregated data required at the highest levels. Training the people in every organization uh, or every department of your organization to not only track, observe, and wander around your office and get everybody else's data, right, but rather to aggregate the data suitably for the use by others is a really good critical thinking skill uh, for each department. For example, let's start with a marketing department um, with a, I don't know, let's make it a SaaS uh, company. It's it's easy to track the metrics there, right? You want to know how many people are using your tool set or multiple ones, whatever your website, um, and you want to know how many people are signing up and so on. Now, we know the difference already between vanity metrics, which is how many people signed up, how low is our churn, and how many more are we growing and so on. What is our revenue? We also want to take a look at those clarity metrics and make sure that they get to the boardroom. Remember, the boardroom far too often looks at vanity uh, metrics because that's what's being reported to them. But now we're going to say we want you to get into the departments of your organization and ask them to track these clarity metrics that say not just how long did or how many people are using our particular service, but what elements of it, where do we lose them, not just that we do lose them, but where. Um, and uh, those kinds of things that are operational. When you've done that, certainly the board does not have time to go and look at daily metrics on every single piece of your organization. So marketing needs to say, for example, when we run marketing campaigns, um, it runs us this much money over time. We're able to accumulate that many customers. When we go with this particular platform, we end up with customers who stay for an average of six months. When we go with the next platform, we have customers who stay for an average of nine or 12 or 15 months. 
where are those differences? Now, they dig into the whys, but they should be reporting to the board so that the board says, aha, social media is where we actually got our customers that stay put. Um, you know, pay-per-click is actually not doing the job. This says to the board that conversational or deeply engaged uh, communication with potential consumers is really what they need to be looking at over time, and it helps them figure out what's it going to take to get those consumers to get onto their platform, right? It helps the board to message to things like investors, well, it's going to take us a longer life cycle uh, or a longer span to get people on board, and this is why. When we take the longer time to get them on board, they stay much longer. The lifetime value of our consumer is better, and then the investor says, ah, okay, so we're willing to fund you with a clearer expectation. You can see where that goes. Bit by bit, you get these metrics up to the top in ways that matter to the people at the top. By training your staff at the departmental level, not just to accumulate the metrics and to act on it locally within their departments, but to figure out what's important to the folks up the way, improves the thinking process of the people that work for you. It it begins to set them up to move up the ranks within your own organization to become better strategic thinkers. And that in itself is worth a fortune to you. When everybody on the front line begins to think like a board member, your board becomes very powerful. Indeed it does. So let's take a break now and come back with some top tips for clarity, vanity, and sanity metrics. I love it. (laughs) We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program located on our new social shareable live streaming player access the new cranberry radio live stream player at our website cranberry.fm looking for a white label seo and social platform for your clients think ebrands free and unlimited seo audit reports ebrands premium facebook apps and welcome page creators ebrands twitter management app analytics and mobile site generators ebrands let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. We're back 
with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. And welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about choosing the right metrics that enable you to make business decisions that drive your business forward. We have some tips from Lloyd Tab, a founder of the big data analytics platform Looker. You can find him at looker.com. And uh, we're going to share kind of our top tips. So, Anne, what's your top tip, your number one top okay. tip? For My today? number one top tip is to choose the data you measure that is right for your purpose. In other words, vanity metrics can attract interest and even investment, while clarity metrics will point the way forward for your business. Know the difference and know when to use each. I would agree. That is the top tip, understanding the difference in the kinds of metrics you'll track. So that's a really good one. I'd say mine would be to find the appropriate business factors to measure to get to those clarity metrics. Look for proxies in your data that indicate that customer or uh, customer service delivery behaviors and so on. Look for trends in such proxies. Um, looking for trends in such proxies will serve to predict Right. So in other words, when you see X happens, we know that Y is about to happen. That's what you're looking for. You don't just want to see what did happen. You want to see the triggers that make things go up or down. When you find the trigger, that's what we're looking for. That's your proxy. And that kind of leads into my third tip, which is organizing your data all your data sets into an event stream over time because that will predict customer user behavior and highlight failures that need fixing. If you allow your data to remain each in its little silos, a separate transaction sheets, and you don't have it um, coalesced into a an event stream, you're going to lose a lot of really valuable uh, connective tissue in in your decision making. So. I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that one. And um, for example, if you looked at something like a development uh, uh, thing, if you say, all right, when we take more uh, team members and put them on development R&D to make the new thing, we don't have sufficient number of people on maintenance. When we don't have sufficient people on maintenance, we cannot proactively uh, you know, prevent, if you will, a downtime. And when our downtime increases by just you know, one-tenth of one percent, we start to lose customers. And when we get churn, we get bad reviews that indicate that it's a great product, but it's not always there when I need it. And then suddenly we have a lower amount of newer customers. You get the idea? It's the event stream, one to the next. And there's kind of nothing that marketing can do uh, to mediate this over the long term. Over the short term, you might still be able to sign up new people and, and, I don't know, increase the ad spends and things like that. But you want to track these things in context. So I think that was quite brilliant, Anne. That was the piece we were looking for, event streams give you context. So I think we have a bonus tip today uh, as as we and well I'm going to get you to go for it because you were talking about it report present your data in the manner in which whoever's receiving it can use it best now I said that kind of clumsily so clean it up (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so uh, cleaning up that one, but but you are quite right. You want to present your data in ways that the recipient can use it. In other words, the minutia of the data that you collect at the department level is useful for the department. The minutia of data aggregated over time and put into context this event stream will be useful to customer service departments, engineering departments, R&D departments, and certainly the finance department as well. Once you have aggregated each department can then pull it, and once each department aggregates, the board can use it. The board really can't look at minutia of data over days or even weeks. Quarterly, semi-annual, and annual data, and year-over-year -year data is the kind of stuff that's required at the board level to make decisions over time. But garbage in, garbage out. So start at the very base department level. Every individual must start thinking more strategically, and this is how you help them do it. And that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their ongoing support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can find us at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. The like button so we know you're out there and tell us what you'd like to hear on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.